Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 471, recorded from the Defunt Laurie Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? Ball games on uh, TNT. So it starts at 10. Yeah, the Timberwolves game starts at 10. Well, you got you got plenty of time. Well, it'll be on when we're recording. we got we'll Miami see. and Atlanta right now. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't think I could name... Do, does Miami have... No... Uh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Butler. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was thinking, who's the white guy? Tyler Hero? He's Yeah, he's Tyler Hero is a good ball player. And then Atlanta has that guy from Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma. Trey Young. Oklahoma, that's all I know, though. Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. Those, those are the lyrics. I'll have to sing that to Riley Reinerson. Oh, is he an Oklahoma guy? He's a, Yeah, he won the national championship at Oklahoma. Oh, there you go. What's new? Well, I've got, I've got speaking of golf, I've got a, something concerning. Okay. So we Let's haven't hear. played with, you know, my friend who wanted to see other people. Yeah, well, he's been at Augusta. He's traveling He's been at world. Augusta. He's playing all over the place. How much did he spend? You never gave me the full total. 2100. That's a lot of money on shirts. A lot of money it? on shirts and hats, isn't it? How much would you spend there? I could see you spending easily that much. No, because I'm not really into <laughs> Masters gear. Oh, but like on that kind of stuff, though. Oh, I could easily spend two grand on stuff. Like golf stuff, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So you haven't been playing with him. So what's So going we haven't on? played it forever. So uh, he played. Um, Two weeks ago when I was at Disney. Mm-hmm. And then he played last week, but he brought a guest, so he couldn't. He We played as a threesome, and he played with another group. I get a text this evening. Yeah. He's playing in the Dr. Scott game on Saturday. Oh, no. He's playing in the Doc Scott game on Saturday. How did he get recruited into that? Yeah, because some of the bozos that he plays, that he's played with play in that game. That's what happens when you see other people. You get a taste of something else. Yep. Now he's not playing in the Darren game anymore. No, he is, but it's a Darren and a Doc Scott game. Oh, you play in both. Yeah, you play both. Oh, I didn't. You know play either Wolf or 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 Forty Score. No wonder why they give each other putts. So they're going to be weasels, and they're going to. That's why they shouldn't be in the Darren game when you're giving some footers. When me, right. Rick Humphrey, and Mister Casciano grinding out out there. Oh, exactly. You know. So he's gone. He's just yeah. Too he's far gone. gone he's now. he's gone. Yeah. 
Yep. Goodbye. It was nice. Nice while we knew you. That's right. Which He's is done. which is he... fine because in another couple of weeks we'll have the Ross members. So I'm just going to be playing with Bob, Michael, and Bob Thompson, anyways. <laughs> and the captain. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. Man, that's tough. You get you know tempted by the fruit of another, right? Isn't that the song? Tempted by the fruit of another. What's been going on? You know what I say at this time? What's that? Good, good riddance. Oh, holy crap! Good riddance. Wow. You know he's one of those only plays with the single handicappers. No, now that's what it is. He, that's what it is. Enough. Yeah, he would yeah. play up. Doc Scott, is he gonna keep up? Is he gonna start riding? There's no too way he's to gonna be up? able to keep up with Doc. I hope he plays with Doc too. All the greyhounds just waiting to run. It's like seven fifty-six, and you can't go out till eight. And you just hear. Roo, roo, roo. They're just at the start, like at they're just, they're just they cannot wait to get going. Salivating, wait for that rabbit to mm-hmm. go off. All right, well, it was nice knowing you, Alex Detweiler. I guess that was the one and only time we play. I know yep. that August trip's not happening anymore, so that means none of the TPCs, I guess, for us. TPCs are out. The August trip up to Wanamoisa is completely out. <laughs> well, I knew that wasn't happening. I knew you weren't coming to Rhode Island anyway. I had zero confidence in that ever happening. That Rhode Island trip. I don't blame you. I wouldn't come up to Rhode Island either. You wouldn't either? Florida. No. Although you're closed all summer. You gotta go somewhere, right? Yeah. You just go to Disney. Yeah, me and Humphrey talked about going up to LBV. Oh, nice. And Bob Michael likes that track, so wouldn't that be great bringing the Bobs up? The Bobs. A nice little breakfast at either Steakhouse 71 or Chippendales. Grand Cafe. Breakfast at Chippendales, your new favorite place on property. No, no, no. If we if we're gonna go up there, I'm treating them to a good breakfast. Get okay. some steak and eggs, some Mickey waffles. Just I'll just tell the girl to keep bringing it. Just keep bringing. Oh wow! Just leave the credit card out. Just keep bringing. Just, it. Yep. Don't stop until I tell you. There you go. That sounds good. There's a lot of drama at the uh, Sarah Bay Golf and Country Club. Mm-hmm. It's less like high school all over again. A lot of prima donnas parts. A lot yeah. of prima donnas. You got the clicks. You got the preppies. You got the jocks. And you got the farmers out there. The yep. You, farmers. Yep. And then there's just you. It's just me. The I'm screwball a, I'm a, jackass. A lone man on a... <laughs> yep. <laughs> just where you always were and where you always will be, I guess. Once in a while, you fall in with the popular crowd, but it doesn't last. doesn't last. They eventually get rid of me. They need me yep. for a fourth, and then I'm gone, long gone. Move on to somebody else, yeah. That was it. That's it. Anything else new or exciting, or should we just get right into it? Yeah, we can just get right into it, Gary Frank Arruda. All right, well, let's take our first break, and we'll be right back.
All right, we are back from break, episode number 471 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week, we are going to discuss the pros and cons of buying DVC. Will your lady friend leave the nest again? That is very sad. Make. I told you the story behind that song, right? I don't think so. We sang that in chorus, Yellow Bird. Oh, okay. And uh, my buddy and I, we sang it as Larry Bird. Oh, okay. Um, and Miss Susie, who was our chorus instructor. She probably didn't like she, that, did she? She stopped at mid-piano, whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I said, oh, and she was strict. Bill, she was strict. She goes, okay, there's a couple singing here, who singing Larry Bird. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And this People is what, like, like fourth grade, fifth grade or something? Fourth, fifth, and sixth. So I think yeah. I was in sixth at this time. Okay. And it was the last thing of the day, last part of the day on Friday. So, oh. so the kids in chorus used to just be able to goof off while the teachers were busy, you know, doing work. Um, and then people went to chorus and I got caught singing. We didn't get caught. And then they tried to get the people against us because they said, you're not going home until I find out who's singing Larry Bird. <laughs> so now they were trying to get all the other people up against us. Because they knew that they were going to get some snitches. You you had to get a snitch if you wanted to go home on Friday. Who didn't want to go home on Friday? The part is, like, as a sixth grader, you probably don't realize that the teacher wanted to go home more than any of you. We didn't we didn't have that in a negotiation bag at that time. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't have come up. But now looking back on it, there was no way she was keeping me one second past. Because she would you have realized that back in sixth grade? No way. No, I'm saying now I realize yeah. it. Back yeah, then, she no didn't way. want. I want to be there. So long story short, it, it just it blew over. Yeah, because the bell rang and she wanted to get home as much as you guys did. It, it blew over. <laughs> you didn't do stuff like that, huh? Well, I didn't. I didn't have that. Uh, that song. you were you well you didn't have you didn't have the pipes that your older cousin had, did you? No, that's true too. We sang Michael Jackson "Heal the World" in our chorus class. Were you in chorus? Yeah, in elementary school. Heal the world, make, make it, it a better, better place for you, you and, for, and me. for me and the entire Sorry. human race. <laughs> there are, and then you got to pause. There are pause. People dying. <laughs> pause. You're not supposed to say the pause out loud. <laughs> Who said pause? There, there are pause. The people dying. <laughs> If you care enough for the living, make it a better place for, for you, you and for me. me. Do you do chorus too? <laughs> it's messed up how you like you. Well, you know that song, but like you learn a song at chorus, like you would never know that yellow, but you know it by heart. You would say, Oh, yeah, it. that's so messed I saw up. it on Lawrence Welk one time and I was losing it. It's like, what's, what's going on in there? <laughs> Lawrence Welk, <laughs> Larry Welk. Uh, anyway, we're talking pros and cons of DVC. And as is always, you're going to take the positive side, and I'm going to take oh, the Oh, as always. You, that song, I don't like that song, and it's stuck in my head now. <laughs> you and for me and tight. <laughs> Were you an alto or a soprano? Oh, I don't know. I don't think they there had it that much when I was in like fourth <laughs> I had to stand in the back because I was taller. That's all. Yeah, I you were tall. You had. I was a alto soprano. I was a soprano. Oh, okay, very good. A Tony soprano. <laughs> you lost me. Yeah, you're gone. You want to just take it over? I'll send you Not my email really. with the pros. How about uh, 
Pro, yeah, just uh, we're gonna talk pros and cons. You came up with five pros. I came up with five cons of buying DVC. And we're just gonna discuss them a little bit as we as we name them off. So why don't you start off? We always want to start off positive. So start off with one of the pros of buying DVC. One of the pros I have is that it holds its value. That's a good one. That's a good one to start with because I definitely agree on that. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's not going to hold it forever because they do expire. So the closer you get to that expiration date, the value will drop, but you've gotten a lot of use out of it at that point. But it does give you that that way out if you need to, for some reason, sell. You're not trying to unload it on somebody that's actually a desirable right. asset to a lot of people. So I do agree with that. Was that uh, part of your decision making process that it holds its value? Did that actually not at all? Because I'm not I'm not worried about return on investment. Yeah, but it does matter for some people, and you know there are people that not use it as an investment, but say we'll get you know ten years out of it, and then we'll sell it, and we're almost getting you know even less for the vacations, which well, like, I do I could, understand. I that. could totally see this for, for like financing it for like 10, 10 years or whatever. You can max it out and be in f- three, four years into it and be like, look, I don't want this payment anymore. Right. Well, we haven't been using it. It's just not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it does hold its value pretty well. I mean, it fluctuates. It's a, it's a market just like a housing market right now. It's, it's low. The the resale value is pretty low comparatively to what it was a couple of years ago, but it could shoot back up again in the future. And you just don't really know, but it's never going to go to zero. That's correct. The, that's the key. Like there's timeshares that you have to pay like to just unload on somebody. Like they cost you money to get out of them. At least this one, you can get something back trying to, if you want to get out of it at the end. Or at the end for you. Any other thoughts on that? Or you want me to move on to go on to your my first your con, first first negative. negative. So you talk about this kind of fits in well with with what you said. Is it holds its value, but my first con is the high upfront cost. It's a it's a big investment out of the gate, especially if you don't finance it. You mentioned financing, which is a is a option but the rates are pretty high right now it's not Mm -hmm. really a great um idea i wouldn't if i was a financial advisor i probably wouldn't advise on financing a a vacation timeshare um but i am not a financial advisor so don't take my advice on that but if you do want to pay it out of pocket it's it's a big chunk of change up front i mean it's a it's a big investment so i could definitely scare people away so i would say that is one of the the bigger cons, um, but it's t- it's tough. I mean, you want to make that investment. You like going there, and it it still makes financial sense if you break it down over time. I'm not saying that it's not a, a wise investment necessarily, but I'm just saying it's a lot of money up front that you kind of have to come up with all at once if you're if you're not going to finance it. So that would be a, a con for me. What are your thoughts on that? Um yeah, I could see it as as a potential con. I could see it as yeah, as a reason why some people don't purchase it. Right, that's kind of yeah. 
what one of the things I was thinking more of that way. Like, yeah, it's just something that we can't swing. We don't want to finance it. We don't have that much sitting around, so we're just not going to do it even if we would want to. So that would definitely be be a con. What's your next positive, your next pro? Um... I don't, you know, can I, can I just kind of throw the opposite of what you just said? Sure. I just said it's very affordable. Okay. Because I, you're able to stay at Deluxe Plus, and I call these resorts Deluxe Pluses. Okay. At a value to moderate price. So you're saying, so I'm saying it's expensive up front. That was my mm-hmm. con. But you're basically saying it's a great value. Great value. Which I don't disagree with. So. I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to talk anybody out of it if they're thinking about it. Um, But there are some things that you think about as you're, you know, Mm -hmm. deciding whether you want to do it or not. So big upfront cost, but it's a good value. Um, And so that's more or less what you're saying, because you are subsidizing your, your vacation dollars or your, your Disney vacation over a long term and it gets, you know, there's all those, those calculations that you can find out there. People Mm -hmm. come up with and when, you know, when is the break even point? When do you start like not making money, but obviously if you pay a lot up front, it's going to take a while to get to the point where you would have spent that amount of money if you were doing regular stays. Um, I mentioned to you last week, I was looking up the rack rate for the tree houses yeah. for when I have it booked in December and it's after taxes, it's over $2,000 per night, which is crazy. It's now crazy. you could say, okay, so that would have cost you $6,000 to book. Yes, but you're also not going to do that. You might go on the vacation and do something different. So it's hard to say that's a one for one um, value or like you can exchange the dollar for dollar saying, yeah, well, but, I, bet, yeah, I paid X amount up front and 6,000 of it. Okay. I just got $6,000 worth of value out of it. Because even if you didn't do the tree houses, those points add up to $6,000 worth of value. Yeah, I guess so. Like if you did 20 nights in a studio. Yeah, that's true. So that's that does make sense. It is a good value. I agree with you on that. Um, I guess to go along with what you said about you know kind of playing off yours again, I would say the next con is uh, the maintenance fees. Obviously, you pay per point on your maintenance fees. So the more points you have, the higher your maintenance fees are. Um, different resorts have different maintenance fees, and they can go up every year and they can't go up you know there's a certain percent they can only go up each year right like what'd you say four percent or something yeah i think so something like that it's it's in the docks but it, it will go up and it will keep getting higher so as the contract gets older the maintenance fees are going to be a bigger chunk of your vacation dollars uh, or whatever you invested in 
DVC. Uh, it's part of the equation, so you know it going in. It's not like it's a it's a surprise. But in ten years, I don't know what my maintenance fees are going to be. I know the max they could be. I guess if I did the if I figure out what the most they can go up and go from there, but it it's kind of an unknown, and it's a big chunk of money, especially if you have bigger contracts. So I would say that would be one of the biggest cons for uh for me i still think the equation works out obviously because you know i ended up getting dvc and i wouldn't have if the cons outweighed the pros but that was one of the biggest hurdles to get over for me was the uh, maintenance fee equation you know what i mean and with that and like thinking about more points like i could have got a bigger point contract at a different resort yeah like over at vero beach or one of the one of the uh, ocean resorts that have way higher maintenance fees right and that would have cost a lot more money in the short term and the long term so that's why i didn't want to do that i mean what were your what was your thought process on maintenance fees i know it played a role because you said the grand florida had one of the lowest i think it has the lowest right I think it's tied with one other, but yes. In in all honesty, yeah, I did look at the ocean resorts, and when you just run the numbers, there's a formula that shows you what the true cost per point per resort is, and Vero looks initially on paper as a great deal, but then when you factor in the annual dues, it's awful. Um, I'll I'll tell you what, when I first was considering, um, the maintenance fees would really irritated me. Yeah. But the more I looked into it, the more I it doesn't bother me sending sending off that check every month because you're not paying taxes and you're not paying well at the time you weren't paying parking fees, but you're not paying taxes. So this is basically just just your property taxes and that's true. And, and doing all your upgrades every seven years. So actually it doesn't bother me because at first I thought, oh, this is how they stick it to you, but it really isn't. No, I mean, it, it's part of the... And every timeshare has some kind of maintenance fees. There's, you're not going to find one right. that doesn't. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a necessary evil. And they're not crazy, especially in the uh, point... The amount of you know points that we have, the maintenance fees aren't crazy. It's not going to... You would definitely pay more than that. Because you got to be just over a hundred. Because I'm about ninety eight dollars, and I have a few less points than you, and I'm at a cheaper resort. So what are you one hundred five, one ten? Oh, what per month? Yeah, yeah. It, mine, uh, Saratoga is only like eight change, or is it? No, it's nines. pennies more. It's it's in the sevens. Oh, okay. Point. Yeah, so it's only it's one of the lower ones. So I think it was like seven sixty five, and yours is what seven thirty three or something. Yeah, I think so. Yep. It's it's in that range. Maybe it's a little higher, but either way. Yeah, I didn't do the per month cost on it, but it's it's a little bit higher, but the price per point was a lot lower, so it, it kind of evens out with what yours is over the course of time. <clears throat> so I would say uh that would be one of the cons and I think that's one of the harder things to plan for and incorporate into your uh you know, the spreadsheet that you and Angry New Phil Jr. talk about mm-hmm. to figure out how this works is the maintenance fees because it is it does change 
Um, the good news is you're probably at if your home resort is one of the Walt Disney World resorts, you're probably not going to get that assessment fee like the beach ones can potentially get. Right. Where it jacks up those rates pretty high. So that's that's a benefit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say that was one of the drawbacks for sure, but not enough to talk me out of it. What's your next one parts for? I have extremely flexible. Now, not just as different places to stay at, but also that you can sell on, you know, rent points out for other things. So, if you wanted to go on a cruise instead of using the points to go on a cruise, you can sell it and go on a cruise. Or if you said, you know what, this year, screw Disney, let's go somewhere else. Now you can sell your 150 points. Yeah, you just rent them out for and whatever, rent them out and then, bucks a point and then and use then... that cash to go somewhere else. If yeah. times are getting tough and you can't, you know, the maintenance fees are squeezing you one year. Now you have the option to sell 40 or 50 points just to recoup your maintenance fees. So you have yeah. tons of flexibility. When it and comes the, to that, because that market is absolutely on fire. The rental market, yeah. And also the uh, going into the flexibility, being able to bank and borrow year to year. To bank and borrow. So I have 150 points. So theoretically, every four, three years, I can have 450 points. Yeah. So or like if we you look said, at if- our Alani, we can bank a few from next year and then go on a nice Alani trip. Yeah, exactly. I was just I was going to bring up Alani and saying if you want to do Alani and use a ton of points and use three years worth of points and that's your big trip for three years, then you could do it that way. That's part mm-hmm. of the flexibility that you're talking about. Especially for uh, for you, you have a lot of resorts within a drive of you, a very easy drive, even Vero Beach. Vero and, and Hilton Head's only f- five and a half, six hours, so... right. Yeah, I do have quite a quite a few. I mean, you have like you, you know that Disney portfolio, where there's just a million resorts to stay at, right? And so the flexibility, even for you, where you're saying, "Oh, let's see if something just pops up on a weekend, being so close, and you want to go," mm-hmm. you have that flexibility. Um, ironically, the one of the cons for me because we do it differently is. The inventory uh, being a problem, and and if you want to go on longer stays and stay at the same resort, you have to book early, and you can be less flexible with your travel dates. So mm-hmm. if we want to do 7, 10 days, we have to book that and just, you know, be kind of get what you get at that point. Either you do your 11-month window at your home resort and then when seven months pops up, you just see what's available and switch or, you know, you stick with, you obviously stay with your home and that's okay. But there's less flexibility on that because if you have set travel days where if you're flying in, there's a potential you're going to have set travel days and a lot less flexibility that you need to be able to be willing to stay, you know, wherever there is inventory. And that could become an issue on popular times so you either have to travel at less popular times higher point times things like that to get something that maybe is in the seven month window that you really want to stay and is a tough one to get now let me ask you a question you've you've been on the site for a little while now have you farted around and kind of familiarized yourself with what's difficult to get and what's relatively easy to get 
Um, a little bit. So my first booking is very difficult in general because I was we I ended up getting it luckily because I was inside the seven month window for everybody when we got our points finally loaded. But Labor Day weekend, uh, the points are low and it's a holiday weekend. So the fact that I was able to get anything at all for three nights was pretty good. And there's just nothing. I, I look just to see if something would pop up, but occasionally there's one day, one day here, one day there at studios, maybe a one bedroom, but almost everything's completely booked. Even all. Now, did you tell me that you had to get a preferred? Yeah, that's all they had. Now, have there, you so. waitlisted for the standard? No, because I I'm going to lose the points anyway. You know what I mean? I had to, I wanted to, I needed to get over that thirty four. So the standard would have been below thirty four. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you just yeah, you could so. you, you could really blow it on these because you really have to use them. Right, exactly. I, I don't see want what to you're saying. Mess it up. So those points were going to go away on November thirtieth, regardless. So I got a category where I used just a, I had to take three, take three from, from the current year. From J- from December first, yeah. I now, have, have you borrow because I had those yeah, thirty four? Yeah, they're just coming from the new coming year, right? Yeah, right. Well, from the current year, I'm already in because I'm in my December use year now. From right, but you had points that were borrowed or or banked. Twenty one, yeah, exactly. Um, have you messed around looking at Riviera? I can't even look at it. It doesn't. Even oh, come it doesn't up. even show it. Right, it's not even available. Oh, so it doesn't even show it. Yeah. Is there a lot more availability there, I assume? Riviera is pretty relatively easy, I think. Just not the Tower Studios, right? Those go quick. Tower Studios, just for September. I can get a Tower Studio, like, in July. Like, you have, you know, sporadic times of the month where you can get them. But right. the problem is they're so good in, Jan- in, in September. But, you know, like, for our anniversary, we, we got it for 17 points, just a regular studio. Oh yeah, and I think the tower was like fourteen. I'm like, I'd much rather spend three extra points a night to but stay I can in a also, regular standard studio. But I can also see if you're doing like four or five nights, all of a sudden now that's oh sure, yeah, points, sixteen points, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, and then that's going to add another night, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. I'm just afraid I'd get claustrophobic. Yeah, I doubt it with with you and Susie, just the two of you. I think though, just being in that room because we're in the room for a, a long time that's true but how how small is it i know it just has the murphy bed pull down it's but small is it like it, it's pretty much a century room uh, yeah i don't know it's it's small is it yeah it's small but it still has like the kitchenette in there and everything right yeah it's got a small kitchenette and it's got a huge bathroom which is weird yeah they used a lot of the square footage on that yeah, so that's what I would say, you know, the inflexibility. There is, but you said, have I messed around? And there are a lot. I haven't looked before September because I'm not going to go before then. But I kind of looked the in-between and a little bit. And, yeah, you could see, like, Boardwalk has no availability. Beach Club Studios have no availability, mm-hmm. basically. None. All the way out. So if you want to get that, you got to get waitlisted, get lucky just for a couple nights. Like, that's the plan on those kind of places in the future is just book you know book when you want to go at saratoga that's what i'll do and then i'll just wait list a couple places at the seven months see if i can get in 
even just for a couple nights and do a split stay, either start or end at one of those. And then there's always other options. Like you can find Animal Kingdom pretty much, you know, in the slower times. Not the yeah. values, but you could get Animal Kingdom rooms. And oh, yeah, no problem. Even Bay Lake and and the Poly doesn't seem too hard. I mean, certain times a year, obviously, but it seems like those are the most difficult is a Boardwalk and Beach Club to get at the seven-month mark. Oh, well, yeah. Wilderness Lodge isn't easy, depending Wilderness on the Wilderness Lodge is hard. Yeah. And that's on my... That's one I really want to... want to stay at. But we'll see. Eventually. Always can jump up to those one-bedrooms. Those are easier to get than studios. Oh, they are. What's your next... Uh, your next pro? Is this are the we, last one? Are you on your it, fifth one now? I believe I am. Yeah, okay. That's what I was. I thought I was as well. What I have is exclusivity. You Being like able that. to go to Top of the World Lounge, Epcot Members Lounge, Moonlight Magic, DVC Cruise. Well, that's not for everybody who has it, but it is a potential. It is a possibility. You can get it if you mm-hmm. buy direct. And even the the annual pass discount for non-Florida residents. Now you have to still buy direct to get that discount. And I well. and I call the other benefit call I call it gap insurance because I notice at Disney Springs they have a lot of DVC discounts and they don't have annual pass discounts. Oh, interesting. So you're basically buying insurance on insurance. Yeah. To make sure that you here. get every possible discount there is. There you go. And I'll have neither of those. I won't have. You'll AP have neither or... of those, and you'll like it. That's okay. Although a lot of people don't really look at the uh... the DVC. Yeah, I was looking, so I got my uh, my card loaded into like my Google Wallet, but I don't yeah. see it. Like when I click on it, it doesn't give me any inf- information. It's just like a QR code. Is that what yours looks like, or did I? No, do mine wrong? says no. Mine mine is not that. I think I did it wrong. I was going with IT, the Disney IT, trying to help me do it. So I think they messed something up. I'll have to show you later. I think I did it did it wrong. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get it there. Maybe it's better if I don't have it because then they won't know that I'm I'm a you know a a resale scrub. I'd say I could just screenshot mine and send it to you because nobody you know you, you start getting both of us trespassing. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. Grand and you can only go to Saratoga Springs. We don't want to have that. If we're gonna get trespassed, we want to get into a fist fight, right? Yeah, well, even then we can't get trespassed because we own there. Apparently. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If we're going to get trespassed throughout the world except for our home resorts, you might as well make it worth your while and get into a fist fight. That's a good point. Yeah. As opposed to trying to get a 10% discount. Yeah, to save $14 using my dollars on, right? on a meal, yeah. See you so, posting on social media where you're at Top of the World Lounge. Thanks, Bards. Yeah. <laughs> But I do understand what you're saying, like that exclusivity, all that. Like you like that part, but the discount, you know, that part of that exclusivity, there is value to it. Like the Epcot Lounge, you saw they just opened one at Disneyland, the first one out at Disneyland. Yeah, the Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the discounts that you get with the blue card, all the all that good stuff. Moonlight Magic, just access to the cruise, even though you're not gonna, you wouldn't use your points on the cruise, right. but you could still. I couldn't even book it cash. You could still book it cash if you want. So my last uh, 
con, and this could be maybe in, in quotes, because you might think of this as a pro, and I think a lot of people think of this as a pro. But the con, the last one I came up with is you're going to add on points. Right? You get that contract, you buy DVC, you're not done. You're not done at 150 or 160 or whatever you have. There's going to be I a mean, second do you, contract. Do you, do you, have you accepted this? I think it. I mean, I don't know when, but you've he's accepted gonna be, this. Yeah, haven't you? Oh, I 100%. But I'm just, how are you going to have this conversation? Well, not yet. It, you get a few years, use it. And then I think the easiest way into it is stay at the one bedroom. And then you're like, isn't that nice? And then, oh, well, how many, po- you know, we'd need another like maybe 70 points and we could do that every year. You're just a manipulative prick like me, aren't you? <laughs> but it's I but that's definitely a con because now all of a sudden now you're paying maintenance fees on another X amount of points. You're buying another contract, even if it's low money. Like if you get a real good deal on resale, you could talk yourself into it. But now you, all of a sudden you got two hundred and twenty five points that you're paying maintenance. You tell me like if this was like that Lexus commercial. Because like if you were to buy points, it's a conversation you have to have because it's a lot of money. Right. But if you're talking like you're multi multi millionaire, and Sarah like gives you something that looks like a gift certificate, mm-hmm. and it just says like 150 points at Riviera or 150 points somewhere else. You're not yeah. going to be like, oh hell yeah. Well, yeah, you're not that's thinking a about the maintenance story. points, no, are you? No. But yeah, Animal but Kingdom. in that scenario, I'm a multi multi millionaire, so I wouldn't be thinking about the maintenance fees anyway. But I right, suppose point. you're not a multi multi millionaire and she just said to hell with it. She got a bonus at work. She's like, I'm I'm gonna buy him some points. Now are you thinking about the maintenance fees? Yeah, I think so. I'm still oh, pumped, you? but I'm still gonna be thinking about the maintenance fees. Like I get I get like heartburn every time I think about Peter likes meters maintenance fees. What his Don't you get messed be. up with Peter like with Pete likes meat? So like his because he owns at like all the resorts too, he right? Like every, he owns at like all of the like all fourteen Disney World resorts, like thousand. So his maintenance fees have to be what six figures? Like it's it's way worse than a country club. Like I'm thinking a couple thousand oh, yeah. dollars a month, right? Yeah, it's got to be. If he has well, a just, thousand, he's got two thousand. How many points? Two thousand. Two thousand. <laughs> Your eyeballs just busted out. You just look like Rodney Dangerfield straight. <laughs> oh, no respect. Let's say it averages eight dollars. That's sixteen thousand dollars in in maintenance fees a year, right now, and it's only going to go up. You get sixteen thousand. That's a lot of maintenance, right? If it's if he's got two thousand points and it's let's say eight dollars a point. So you're saying he's over a thousand dollars a month? <laughs> he's yeah, he's almost at two. He's probably closer to twenty thousand because not every resort is eight dollars. Some of them he are should have went to therapy before he started buying this stuff. No, don't maybe you think? that's true. I guess so. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of money at points on just maintenance. He writes it all off though. It all goes to the business, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, big deal. <laughs> Still coming out of his pocket, some one way or another, isn't it? That's ridiculous. That messes me up. All those points. It's so great to have the points. Like you spend the money, you, you lay it out, and he finances them too, doesn't he? he yeah, he finances. Oh, he's a disaster. And he said he hasn't been used. He doesn't use the points. He's probably going to have to look at 
Rent selling, selling him back. back. I mean, he's just he's a mess right now. If you live that close and have that many points, when you just book like a three bedroom once a week and just hang out there, <laughs> or the cabin, uh, just book the cabins for like ten days or something. That's a thousand points. He has two thousand points. That's so insane. I have one hundred and fifty, and that's like quite a bit. I mean, if I it's doubled nice, it, too. that would be way more than I'd ever need the rest of my life. And he's got. He's got ten seven times. times. <laughs> Just himself, and he and he went from not even owning DVC. Yeah, so you're saying he, he has an addictive personality might be a problem. I mean, John Johnny Panda, like I think he just bought a quick 150 point contract right. at Riviera. Yeah, John Panda, <laughs> Johnny Panda. I don't know it's if John, well, it's Johnny for me. Yeah, Johnny Panda. Johnny Panda. Yeah, so that add-on, I mean, that's like a con that's not really a con, but it's kind of a con, the add-on, because you know it's coming. There's going to be an add-on. There's at least the conversation is going to happen where you use those points, and you're like looking at stays, and you're like, oh, if we only had another 40 points, we could Mm -hmm. do this this year. Uh, I don't want to borrow from next year. If we had just an extra 40. See, the thing that I'm seeing for add-on-itis is like buying at Hilton Head, is buying at these resorts that it's so hard to get into. Yeah. Like, I could totally see a 50-pointer at Beach Club because we would love to stay at Beach Club, just walk to Epcot and use the pool, and you have all those great Swan Dolphin restaurants. Yeah, so that's a great one to do because the maintenance fees aren't crazy. Like Hilton Head's tough to swallow mm-hmm. because it's a lot of that's a very expensive. But the only thing point. with Hilton Head is like if if I could grab a twenty five pointer, like enough to go every other year, that would be perfect for us. Right, and then yeah, you have true. lower maintenance fees. Yeah, that's true. But what did I say to you the other day? I said like a fifty pointer at Animal Kingdom would be great just to try to book that concierge that, room right. for a weekend. That's not a bad play either, is it? Mm-mm. Let's try to get lucky, get that concierge, and if not, just use it on something else. How but nice you're... would it be to get that concierge? Just for a weekend? Because Getting all that Bulma food. <sighs> is that where it comes from, the yes, concierge? Oh, really? sir. Oh, that messes me up even more now. It's not even worth waitlisting that, is it? You don't even want to waste a waitlist on that. I can't imagine that ever coming through the concierge. I think there's only five rooms. That's the problem. There's like five studios and five one bedrooms, right? Something like that. Now that would be perfect for the one bedroom, wouldn't it? Just walking out oh, of your, yeah. just getting up in the morning, going have breakfast and coffee, and then just going back in and shutting your door and just sitting back on your couch and <laughs> on the balcony looking at the animals. Yeah, yeah. Because you know those concierge rooms must have some good views of the Savannah, too. Ah, uh, you can I never in a million years thought about Animal Kingdom Lodge, and now you're messing me up. But doesn't that, like, that's, mm-hmm. you talk about exclusivity. That's the only DVC that has a concierge level. And there's so few rooms. It's like, that's like the white whale. You almost, you have to own there to have a chance. Mm-hmm. And even then, you're probably not going to get a chance. You got to, like, go on the most expensive date. I don't even know. You got to really get your use year in order. It messes you up. But see, that's a con, though, because now you're thinking about that. You're like, oh, Hilton Head would be good. Animal. So you're going to have all these little 25 point contracts all of a sudden all over the place in no time. 
Have you looked? I haven't looked yet. I don't look at the resale market anymore. Do you look at it? On occasion, I do, yeah. Yeah. New Junior has like Google alerts for his if it goes under a certain point or if a contract comes up. He oh, Angry New Phil does? Yeah, that's what he said. I think he's got like text alerts set up to get like uh, he's gonna he's gonna notification making a mistake here shortly, isn't he? He's got standing orders to buy to bid on contracts <laughs> if it gets to this price point. <clears throat> he's like a Wall Street broker. He's got like that sell button on his desk. Boop. Yeah, he's just got we got the tickers. That would be great if we could set up some type of tickers, wouldn't you? Oh, with the resale prices and stuff. Yeah, like like oh, there was just a bid. Now there was a bid for ten dollars, ten dollars a point, like under. That'd be funny. Like red That'd and green good. lights going all over the place, <laughs> putting call and options on. A right of first refusal just passed three dollars a point. Get in now. Could you admit that would be totally us? Like if if somehow we created like a position where we did that. <laughs> we got we got. Me, you, angry, new Phil Jr. Joe caught. Yeah. We're just like in cubicles. <laughs> phones are ringing. We got like five. Did you see the late? Did you see the latest on Oki West? Hold <laughs> on, I'm on the phone. <laughs> we got news on the Poly Tower. We got news on the Poly Tower. It's not a new association. By Poly, it Poly's. is not a new association. Can we? Can, can you confirm that? My sources. I was just on the phone with Adrian Rojakowski. He said it is not a new. Buy Poly points now. They will never be lower. So dumb. Should we take our second break? Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back. We are back from break episode number 471 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We're talking about the pros and cons of buying DVC. I think we covered the the basics there. I think it the cons aren't that bad, but it's good to know about them, especially if you're considering it. Like there are some some things to consider and some hurdles to jump over before you dive in to the mm-hmm. investment, I would say. Um, you did reach out to our uh, social media and got some opinions on this as well, right? The pros and cons. Yes. And you wanted to check in on that. You want me to uh, look into it here? Yes, please. So on our Facebook group, which is WDW Beyond the Gates podcast family on Facebook, we had a missive from Ken Cabot. He, he put a lot of work into this, more than we did for sure. He said his pros are flexibility which you mentioned, 
value, which you mentioned, quality, which you did not mention, but you did kind of you touched on it a little bit, saying how they are like uh, deluxe plus, and uh, investment was another one of his pros, which you also talked about. You can get some of your money back. Cons are the cost, which I mentioned. And uh, availability, which I also mentioned, it's flexible, but it's also not always everything's going to be available. So he had some good response. He went into more details, but that basically covers the gist of it. Uh, Joe Quat said, over the long run, it's just cheaper. You're essentially locking in a price rather than playing with inflation and worrying about rack rate through Disney. So that was his pro. Um. Scott Campbell said one of the cons for him is that it's a 50-year contract max. Uh, most other timeshares are deeded for life. And he said that was the biggest reason he never bought in. Um, I mean, 50 years is a long time. I could see it if you're a young family. 50 years is something, you know, you could see the end of that and saying, well, then we'd be out of luck at that point. But I don't know. I, I think look it at might my... also keep the cost down, and I think that's why there's such a high demand on the resale contract. That's true, but I could see how someone might not want to do one, that, especially now as the some of those expiration dates get closer. Like those 2042 resorts, they're not as attractive to someone. Depending on your age, newer. someone younger buying it is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, then now you're saying, "Oh, I only have 19 years left in it. Is it worth spending?" You know, even though it could be less money, is it worth spending the money? So I can see that. I definitely can see that. Did you reach out on uh, our other Facebook page? I didn't see that. Did we get any? Or was that the only way, place you posted that? Uh, we did friends and family. Just the friends and family? Okay. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't get any responses on Instagram. No. Well, you could follow us on those platforms. You know where to follow us. What What are your thoughts on some of the uh, the comments? They, I, I mean, think they're all fair. They, yeah, yeah, all, yeah yep. definitely. So, obviously, if you want to join the discussion, go to that Facebook group, WDW Beyond the Gates Podcast Family, and join us there. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WDWBTG. And, of course, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at WDWBTG, where there's a great video that got posted yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the, it? I did, of the Amphicar. I just watched it today. I gave it the thumbs up and watched it. What did you think of it? Uh, it's pretty crazy how low to the water you are. You I don't know. really realize it, I guess, until you're probably seems even even lower being in it in person but just that camera view but it's not it's a longer like that's a good amount of time you say like 20 minutes and it doesn't seem that long but when you're doing it like watching it and i'm sure being part of it it's like that was a good amount of time you wouldn't want to be out there for three hours true or even an hour probably like 20 to 30 minutes is the perfect amount of time for that it seems like so definitely check out that video um on youtube and give it a thumbs up leave a comment all that good stuff i think this week Pardsy, we're gonna um we're gonna keep with our latest excursion and we are gonna do what you would recommend it because you hadn't seen many of these out there on youtube is the walk to the treehouse villas we've got that 
locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah, I do want to see that because I have no, I have not seen. I tried looking it up, and no one had just that walk because I want to get a better idea of what the resort is like. Like, there's not. Everyone says it's a big resort, but there's not a lot of walkarounds on YouTube. Like, they go to the pools and stuff, and that's great, but it's hard to get a real good overall view of the resort without seeing the resort, I guess. Right. So that's coming up on YouTube in the next week or two as well. So find us there. You can also go to our website, wdwbtg.com. Subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You can email the show, info at wdwbtg.com, Mike at wdwbtg.com, and Gary at wdwbtg.com. Did I forget anything, Pards? No, I think you got it all. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 471 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. And I see. See you real soon. K-E-Y Why? Because we like you. M-O-Y